How's it going? Hey, how are you? Good, good. You can hear me good. Coming in fine. I mean, I also have uh, headphones. Okay. Yeah, this is a new program I'm trying to work out. It's for, um, every time I do a Zoom, and when you try to play live, it, the audio just kind of goes in and out. It fades. So I was like, this is supposed to be more for podcasts. I'm going to try it out and see how it works. So it records my end and your end and sends me two separate tracks. Awesome. So we'll see how that works. Well, it's good to see you, William. Hey, likewise. Um, if, how you been? If it's sounding all right, um, I can keep it like this. But if we could try this to see if it sounds any better or whatever's yeah. wrong with you. Uh, sounds fine to me. I mean, the, the audio or the video is going to look weird because the, the internet, my internet's crappy, but I can still hear you great. And that's all I'm using anyway is the audio. Okay. Awesome. So if you, if you see me pausing, I can still hear you. I just <laughs> can't see you video wise. So, all right. Now what we'll do, um, it'd be like the, the typical, the typical one. We'll just, uh, talk about whatever comes up, let you play some songs. Um, and then promote anybody you want to. If you got anybody you want to give shout out to, by all means, just give them props. I don't care. Anybody you want to. So it's pretty easy going. So you ready to roll? All right. I'm ready. Uh, all right, everybody. This is the Georgia Songbirds, and we are here with William Neesmith. Uh, you may remember William. He was in the Georgia versus North Carolina songwriter showdown. And. I have to say you're my favorite in the whole competition, and my my daughter's too. She just loved your your sound and your music. Thank you so much. That that really means a lot. So introduce yourself, William. All right. Well, um, I'm William Neesmith. I'm a singer songwriter from uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, or I guess I should say located in Greensboro, North Carolina. I moved here about um, seven years ago. Um, got really involved with the local. Uh, songwriting community. We've got a really great one here. Um, and uh, I guess my day job, I I perform, you know, mainly cover song gigs, wearing these mm -hmm. party sunglasses to go with the songs um, that I sing. Uh, you know, and then of course the pandemic hit. And um, I guess a silver lining to that was I got to meet a really great producer, friend of mine, uh, Connor Holcomb, aka Seven City um, recording so almost everything okay. on my Spotify right now has been produced by um, Connor. So when all of the live shows shut down, I focused on you know recording and releasing music. Okay, yeah, I saw the videos. He he does the uh, YouTube videos with you too. No, I don't. Okay, I know there there's a video of you dancing as an old guy. Yes, that yes. <laughs> my daughter has watched like a hundred times. <laughs> So um, my song One Foot, um, I thought it would be funny to sort of do a, um, a lo-fi DIY video. So I dressed up as an old man and I had my other friend, uh, Lauren Light, uh, who was also in it. She had the newspaper. Um, okay. She filmed uh, most, of the, most of the scenes. So that, that, was, that was really fun. Yeah. I mean, just listening. I know, like I said, when you guys were in the, the competition, I did not realize how many great songwriters were in North Carolina. <laughs> there was a lot. I mean, you guys almost whooped our tail the first round. You knocked out six of the songwriters in the first round. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a really fun um, experience for sure. And I just, I owe 
the North Carolina songwriting community a lot. Like they're very welcoming and open. Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I think my, my first songwriting circle that I ever went to, um, there was one in Carborough, North Carolina. And there was, you know, I'll, I'll admit it was like a sea of, of gray hair. But, you know, they, they welcomed me and were excited to, to bring me into the fold. And it was just such a, a great thing to, to come every week or every other week and just share a song that I'd written and then hear the songs that they'd written. It inspired me to write more and write better. Yeah, and I love your songs. I mean, you're, you're a really good songwriter and a great singer. I mean, it was you did that song Vandalize. I know you get this all the time. I had to do a double take. I mean, because I'm sitting there and I'm watching you do your video and you got this higher voice. You got like the Michael Jackson, Bruno Mars sound, and then you dropped into the rap part. And I'm like, wait a minute, who is that singing? That's not William singing. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> and I always just sort of use it as, I guess, a little tool or, you know, fun little um, trick in my toolbox, especially when mm. I'm performing, just to get those heads to, to turn and say, hey, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. One of my favorite it, it songs, um, or Christmas songs, because you know it's the season, is uh, "Deck the um, No." Not, yes, "Deck the Hall" because it's, it's the last single. But uh, "White Christmas" by um, the, the Platter. No, goodness, "White Christmas" by the Drifters. Um, yes. You know, it's, I think they played it in Home Alone when he, um, Kevin mm-hmm. had that moment with the aftershave, and he's like, <gasps> um, "Yes." And so it's really it's it's an iconic cover because. Um, you know, you have like the the guy with the really low voice, and then the second verse is with the high guy, and so it always kind of freaks the audience out when I do both of them. Yeah, and, and I like I said, it it made me turn because I'm sitting there, and like when you guys did the videos, I would listen, but I'd be sitting there at the computer messing with my stuff, and you did that, and I'm like, wait a minute, oh my god, and and I heard you on the um, you were just recently on a radio station, and you did the same thing for him. You did the the Christmas song. Yes. Yes. Um. That, that same song, exactly. Um, let's see, am I, am I coming in? Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. That piano? Yeah. Okay. And then like the the second verse flips up. Well, I, 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 I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. And it sort of goes yeah, on. That's, so have you ever, do you have like a range? Have you ever seen how far your range goes? Well, I almost feel like in the lower register, it's like something else. Like it just doesn't feel natural for me mm-hmm. to like talk like that. And if I'm talking in this register for like, an extended period of time or like all day, it just doesn't feel right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's so weird. Like my, my natural speaking voice is just so high, but like if I'm talking for hours, I always sound like hoarse or, or scratch. <laughs> Since the pandemic, I've been calling um, my parents every morning and uh, they'll always comment if my voice sounds hoarse. So I try to like, mm-hmm. I don't know, do some lip trills or like warm it up a little bit because I don't want them to have to say, your voice is hoarse again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my wife likes it when I get the sexy phlegm and my voice is deep and it's like, what? What do you want? Leave me alone, woman. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You see, because I always do voices for my little girl because I have, I will do like a Dr. Evil or I'll do like, a, I, usually, I did a, one time I went to Vegas 
and on my 40th birthday, and me and my friend went up there, and we sang some um, Hello, Lionel Richie. Yeah. But we did it as Elmo and Schmeagle, and we did the whole song that way. I had such a fun. I don't see if I can even do it now, because I haven't done Elmo in a long time. But <laughs> Hello. Is it me you're looking for? And I did the whole song that way, and then he'd come in too, and it was, I had a blast. I thought it was funny. <laughs> because That's my daughter will make me do like, uh, she goes, because she has like all these little stuffed animals. She's 12. I got 12-year-old twins. Yeah. And so I have to make a voice for each animal. And I'm like, I'm running out of voices. I don't know anymore. She goes, <laughs> so, how, about, how about no? Okay, I don't want to do any more voices. No more voices. You know, and I'm trying to think of ones to do for her. So do your boy, um, do your daughters ever call you out on it and say, that sounds like, you know, another voice or, or something? Oh, yeah. She, she'll bring her whole friends over and she'll have, have them sit around the table and, ha- and bring each stuffy. I'm like, I, like, I made one with a lisp and I did one with uh, like a really country voice. And then I did one like, uh, you ever seen that movie, The Toy? No, no. Oh, that's an 80s movie with Richard Pryor and Jackie Gleason. And there's this lady in there by the name of Fancy, and she's like a Southern Belle. So I would do the Southern Belle voice, and my wife says, you can't do that around me, because it, it was freaking her out. So I'm, see, it's like, a, well, I, I don't know what to say. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. You know, and it's, it, she would have me just do all these voices with her, and it was so much fun. That's amazing. And I mean, uh, just the craft of voice acting, it, it just sounds so, so really interesting, or you know, like a Seth MacFarlane or something, and you know they have oh, so good. show and they voice like multiple voices. It's like to be able to pull the creativity and then still have the continuity, you know, from character mm-hmm. to character to just keep that voice, keep that style, and say every single thing the way that each voice would would say it is it's really incredible. And I like I said it was because I was singing because I would always do Elvis. Mom used to make me do Elvis, and I could do like the American trilogy, and I could do it as Elvis. Um. I'll do it for you because you haven't heard it. I got to take my, I got to take this so I can hear myself. Uh, oh, I was in a land of cotton. Old times are not forgotten. Look away, look away, uh, look away, uh, Dixieland. I have to do that whole song with it. So when you did that in your song, it's just like, holy, holy crap. It's just it's so much fun. So tell everybody, uh, we could go on the, the whole part, because I know you get this all the time when your voice changes when you do this song, but tell everybody how you got started and a little bit about your about yourself. Um, well, you know, I was always very involved in, like, choir, whether, like, church choir or school choir from, mm-hmm. you know, little baby up through college. And um, especially, like, in high school, I um, was very involved with, like, the different parts in there, and we had choir directors that taught us um, solfege. You're familiar with the do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. Mm-hmm. And so instead of, I guess, teaching us like, okay, this is a D and this is an F sharp, which I already got from piano lessons um, starting in first grade, um, okay. we would sort of learn our melodies and sight read the vocal parts through solfege. And it was so ingrained to my head, at least, that I can do that with like popular songs. Um, okay. La, do, mi, do, la. Me, 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 re, re, la, la, me, re, re, la, 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 re, re, me, do, la, la, you know, <laughs> that, right. that, that sort of thing. And um, I'd say senior year, 
for the spring concert, which was the, the final uh, choral concert of the year, seniors were allowed to perform um, a senior solo. And you'd have to audition for it and everything. It could be, you know, a popular cover song, but I wanted to try to push myself and make it really unique and write a song. I went through, I think, about five drafts before I finally got the one that I was happy with. And when I finally performed it at the concert, um, the way they did it was sort of like, you know, you'd have the performer up there and then the next big choir would um, set up on the curtain behind you. And so my song was right before the big choir sang the last couple of songs. And when I performed the song, like the audience was really happy and that kind of blew me away. But I went, you know, back behind the curtain and half of the choir was in tears. And I uh -huh. think that was the first time that I saw that something that I could write from my heart and my experience could resonate and have that effect on somebody else. And I was yeah. like, this, this songwriting thing is pretty cool. And even at that time, I didn't know that you could go to school for songwriting or music production. I thought that a music degree was just you teach music or you play like super duper classical music um, in the recital halls across the, the country and beyond. Yeah, when when I was growing up, there was um, I did the same thing. I didn't know anything about like schools for it because I still can't read music. But I've been writing songs and since I was like fifteen years old. But yes. like, if you put a, a a book in front of me, like with the the notes and how to read it, I I kind of do it because I it's kind of I did a little bit, but I I just play by ear. And yeah. to see somebody like yourself who can do all that stuff is just always amazes me. <laughs> and I mean, it's. Music is just that that incredible thing, and I mean, you're you're probably um, included in that. Just some people have like such gifted ears; they hear a song once or twice, and they're able to just really pick it apart and like intricate everything that is going on in that song. And it just amazes me. I I do have a little bit of an ear, um, but it's certainly not as like advanced as as, as some people. It's just amazing to hear that. Uh, can you so I take it you can read music up and down right no problem reading music do you prefer yeah, I mean, that I'm not the fastest sight reader but like if you mm -hmm. put music in front of me I, I could read it eventually <laughs> <laughs> now have you tried to write your own music out like that I like can sheet music well um the great thing about pop music and a lot of the music that I write as long as you have the chords kind of down mm -hmm. um that's all you really need so at most, I'll write, um, is it called a lead sheet? Mm -hmm. You have the lyrics and you have the chords on top of the, the things. So if I need yeah. to coordinate a song with a band or um, sometimes a producer, um, that that helps. Yeah. So well, let's hear one of your songs. Which one do you want to do first? Um, you mentioned Vandalize. That could be that could be cool. Okay. Now, do you want to do like release songs or... Just sort of off the wall things, or you can do whatever you want to. I mean, that that with this, like I said, there's really no no set pattern that I have. I mean, I have kind of a, a general idea how, how I'll move it forward, but like yeah. we're sitting there talking, we didn't know we were gonna start doing voices. So I mean, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Awesome. And so, am I playing this live, or do you want to? Yeah, play it live. Let's see how it works because this that's the whole point with uh with the Riverside is it should be able to record yours. So no matter what it sounds like here, which is it sounds fine, then it should come in clear on my end because it's recording your audio separate as mine and I'll get two tracks and then I'll put them in the garage band and I can yep. adjust whatever I need to. Sweet. 
All right. Um. Da da. Slugger and the up and comer. Yeah, bitch, you probably thought it was dope. It's time to make tips down on my throat. We like, is he gon' joke? Is he gon' quote? Well, who gon' joke? When I pop up with a big fat note, hey, well, you gotta be a vandal. When I give you everything, give you handful. Memories, galleries on the mantle. And then you went and flip flop like a sandal. Understand me, here's the headline though. I'll be fine, yo. And you and I know, you were lying though. And you try to take my light, but it's mine though. Sorry, Charlie, but it's still gon' shine. I don't know where to start. Graffiti on my heart. Flamethrowers all over my dreams. Can't go back anymore. Won't let myself in door. The darkness over everything. You vandalize. You vandalize. You vandalize my memories. Hey, you vandalize. You vandalize. good song that's such a good song so because i'm a songwriter i want to hear the story what's the story behind that song (laughs) oh man that that story is a doozy for sure uh i feel like enough time has passed um so i I moved to greensboro for grad school in business Mm -hmm. my internship became a full-time job and i worked in corporate marketing and um it was pretty amazing at this company to go from being the, you know, the first intern to ever be promoted to a full-time role 
to suddenly be the scapegoat for everything wrong with the department. And um, when I, you know, I wasn't fired, but it was a, it was a situation where I just couldn't stay. It was like, mm -hmm. you, can, you can choose to just resign and stop the, the headache, or you can um, just move forward to the next opportunity. And while I was looking for another job, and while I was putting myself out there, starting to book gigs and things, I was just so angry about the situation. It felt like in the fine art gallery of my memory, someone had just taken knives to paintings and sprayed graffiti everywhere because they were good memories at this place. But, mm. you know, in that current headspace, I was so angry and I was too angry to appreciate those things. Like every good memory was suddenly like poisoned or vandalized with the way that it ended. And um, that's that's what it was about. Okay. See, I, I like I like story songs. I know with pop, it's a little harder to do, but I think you, I think it came off with that. I mean, because I know when, when they do pop, a lot of times they do bridge and they'll do like a rap thing in a bridge anyway. That's kind of where they bridge it. So, yeah. I mean, I just I love the stories and I love the way you do it. It's got to be so hard though for you to sit there and play, keep playing the rhythm, sing, and switch back and forth like that. Switch uh, like your like your like your voice like when you going back into it because like i'll growl when i sing but sometimes yeah. if i try to go like i can't do a, a slow sad song because my voice is too growly at that time so it is oh. scare the hell out of somebody if i'm trying to be you know low and singing and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't work so how long have you been playing total um i've taken you know like classical lessons since first grade till okay. about uh my senior year of undergrad I had a I had a um, a studio recital where I played like you know serious classical music and I wish that I had like a just even one song in my repertoire that I could just bust out and say like I used to do this um, but I used to just get such horrible anxiety from playing and I guess it was the feeling of knowing that you know everyone in the audience is going to be expecting that piece of classical music to be played exactly that that way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I can do pop music and, and covers and just, you know, all this, all that kind of stuff, like, uh, all day. What's your yeah, favorite uh, cover to do? Cover? Um, well, you know, I always love um, Old Town Road because you get to do the, the voice flip. So, uh -huh. yeah, I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm going to ride till I can't know. I got the horses in the back, horse talk in the back, hat is matty black, got the boots is black and black. And then, like, for the next verse, I'll, like, flip it up and make it sort of like a musical theater thing. Riding on a tractor, lean all in my lap. <laughs> like, baby, you can go and ask her. <laughs> Have you ever tried to do Elvira? Oak Ridge oh, yeah. I, I think I saw, they, they did a cutaway clip in, um, in Family Guy. Yep. I would love to see if you could do that because that that guy's voice is so deep on that part. Oh, I think that would. Oh, that could, that, I mean, they say baritone. He's like boom. <laughs> yeah. Is there when you're out playing? Because I, see, I've never been a big fan of covers just because I couldn't play them. So I was horrible with time. And people have heard me say this on the podcast is I've been I've been writing. I would always write my songs. And if you give me a drummer or, or a beat, I can keep it and it's fine. But like trying to do my own thing with a cover is so hard. So I'll change it. 
I, I, I just will. I, I can't do it any other way. Is there a song that people ask you to do that maybe you don't like doing or that you just, it's, it's out there? And Um, yeah. Well, I mean, two, I guess. Um, I love uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I get, oh, wow. you know, because of the high register, I get Frankie, uh, uh, no, goodness, I, I'm thinking of cancel this episode. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I get Freddie Mercury comparisons um, all the time. You can just edit that out. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but I, I do not know. There's so many key changes and chord things, but it's, it's fun. So it's a massive train wreck every time I perform it. Another song that I don't, and, but they shout it out all the time is uh, Freebird. So again, I perform in party sunglasses. So I have a pair of Big Bird sunglasses. And mm -hmm. so I take Freebird to Big Bird. Oh. I'm as free as Big Bird now. <laughs> and Big Bird, you cannot change. Whoa, 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 whoa. Elmo, you cannot change. Have you heard that? They did a song called Elmo's Got a Gun. It's an air, based off the Aerosmith song. The Janie's <laughs> Got a Gun. They put Elmo's Got a Gun. Have you heard that? Um, No, but I, I'm familiar with that song. There was a movie. It was like a like a spoof. Uh, mm -hmm. Not another teen movie. And I think yes. this character's name was Janie. And the, and the lead singer, uh, he's Captain America. Um, uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, yeah, he was yep. he was in that movie too, and he sings a song to try to woo the girls. Like Janie's got a gun, <laughs> and then like the people think that he's serious, and so Janie's got a gun, and like the police come around and they tase her, and it's not. <laughs> I I love those kind of movies. Like when you talk about Queen, you talk about Freddie Mercury earlier. My daughter loves Queen, and I introduced her to Queen by Wayne's World. Ah, okay. And that—that's her first glimpse into into Queen, and then she just started going down the rabbit hole with them listening to their music. Yes, um, I think I was in either elementary or middle school, and my best friend shared Bohemian Rhapsody with me for the first time, and I was just like obsessed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Mom and Dad, you gotta hear this song." And <laughs> they were not happy. They were like, "William." <laughs> Are you going to kill yourself? This is too depressing. What do you mean? Gun and the stabbing and the no, 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 no. no. <laughs> you got to wait. It comes to the opera part of it. And da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah, like, that, that's a, that's a great song. And like I said, it takes performance and, and talent. And not, like when I was watching you in the, the show, or in the, in the series of Georgia versus North Carolina, like I said, you were my favorite and it wasn't, there were so many talented people. It wasn't just the talent that, that stood out it was the fact that you entertained like nobody else i mean i'm sitting there you're on the keyboard and you're kicking the keyboard and you're playing and you got your, and you're having a good time and to me that sold it more than anything else i mean your voice is outstanding you know that it's great you, you can do all kinds of stuff with it but the the showmanship really stood out to me oh wow that, that i really appreciate it you know and i try really hard um when i go out and do the live shows is to just really make it um, an experience for the listeners. So many times I go places and, you know, no offense to them. Um, they might be really great and they might really be really enjoying what they're doing. But um, a lot of times it's just like audio wallpaper. And, you know, that there's a time and place for that too. But I know that if I had to, to 
sit in the corner for three hours and just be three and just and just be audio wallpaper and have no interaction with anyone, I would be bored to tears. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine doing it. I mean, that's one you have to, and that's I think what a lot of songwriters should understand is when you're when you're writing. I know a lot of times they feel like they're just background noise, and a lot of places they are. They are that way. But it's also, if you really want to succeed, and I really think that one day we're going to see big things from you, William, because you've got everything. you got this, you got this talent, and you got the attitude, and you got the charisma. But you've got to have a little bit of showmanship, and you've got to be able to interact with people, especially if you're a songwriter, because they don't know your songs. I mean, when you're doing covers, yeah, they'll, they'll yell Freebird, Tennessee Whiskey, all that stuff. And you can say, yeah, I'll play it, but you got to tip me, you know, and then you tip me and I'll play it. But when you're doing your own songs, you got to get their attention, and they're not going to know it. Right, right. So, I mean, would you give give advice to somebody who's uh, trying to learn how to play or sing out in front of some, in front of uh, other places? Ooh, okay. Well, smile. Um, it's really, <laughs> yes. I think that musicians, um, or you know, people don't think that the musicians are watching the crowd. Like the crowd's watching the musician, but the musician is also watching the crowd. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's it's the uh, most fun thing to just watch, like people watch. And people mm-hmm. will be just kind of like checked out or they'll be just blankly staring at you. And kids are the most honest. They will get right up in your face and just, <laughs> just mean <laughs> you down. And so if you can smile, I, I, cliche and cheesy as it sounds like it really is infectious if you start mm-hmm. smiling there's something like that radiates in that song even if it's a and i'm, I'm not saying to smile during a, a sad song but it's just if you remember to smile or be aware of your facial expressions when you are performing um even if it's a sad song look like you are getting into it don't look like right. you don't want to be there you know, some people want to be there and their face does not give that off. Um, yeah. So practice in the mirror sometimes that that um, that helps for sure. And then always just kind of having a, a positive attitude and being prepared. Um, it's, it's nice to have a set list, especially when, you know, it's an audience that is like paid to come and see you and they kind of know what they're getting themselves into. But when it's like a, a free to the public kind of gig and you never know who's going to walk through that door. Be prepared and don't be afraid to change to the up tempo song or the down tempo song and like read the room. If yeah, you see older people, you know, the Lil Nas X song is probably not gonna be <laughs> the best fit. Probably not. But I mean yeah. that that will transcend generations. Um, you might want to throw in some temptations or some some my girl. And there are just certain songs that have just stood the test of time that mm-hmm. seem to work no matter what age group you're talking to right i see that all the time because my i see it now a lot they got like tiktok they take these old songs and they'll mix them and i'm like i don't know if i what i think about that but that's just kind of one of those necessary evils now that there's all the social media and all the stuff that people gotta see but i think everybody says that people have like a low attention span now and i don't know if that's true i think it's more of people have stopped trying as hard to get attention, you know, trying to, cause you're selling yourself. And right. like I said, you do that better than anybody else on a competition. And I think people could take, take a lot of advice from you and just watch what you do. Now, do you play anything besides the keyboards? Can you play any other instruments? 
Um, so I took some ukulele lessons um, okay. a few years back. In fact, I'm staring at it on the other side of the couch. Probably horribly out of tune, and a spider may or may not crawl out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if we hold on together, I know our dreams will never die. Dreams see us through to forever for you. Have you heard that guy that does the uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow and um, Wonderful uh, World together? Yes. He's, got, he's like a, a Hawaiian guy. I think he passed away. Yes. Yes. I love I love that stuff. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. That stuff. So let's hear another song. What, what are you going to do next? Okay. So this one has a little bit of a story. It is currently unreleased. Um, okay. I am a member of a private Facebook group called the 5 and 5 uh, Song Challenge. And it's, you know, absolutely free. Anyone, as long as you, like, fill out the little stuff, you, you can you can join. Um, it's headed up by a lovely woman, Sarah Spencer. Uh, it's been amazing. I joined the group in July of 2020, and since then I have written 35 songs um, okay. for prompts in this group. And I'm just blown away um, by the talent in there and just, you know, how you can really push yourself within the, within the challenge. So... Uh, you know, it meets every couple of months, and for five days in a row, you get a prompt each day and try to write a song in 24 hours. Um, this, uh, the prompt for this one was about using like an AAA rhyme scheme, and I guess technically, you know, Make You Feel My Love has that. When the wind is blowing in your face, uh, and the whole world is on your case, I could offer you a warm embrace. Make you feel my love. And maybe it's like more of an AAAB, but it's still got the AAA. So that's right. kind of an example. So um, that was the, the rhyme scheme. And um, I can't even remember. So there, there'll be the prompt, but there'll also be um, an amplifier, like a, a nice little added challenge that you can add to the thing. Place a key change somewhere in your song. So this was last Tuesday when I wrote this. And the night before, that Monday night, um, I'd been given these tickets to see uh, a performance, a one-man performance of the Iliad um, live at a brewery. So everyone would, would sit around um, and, you know, it was, it was not interactive, but, you know, he would walk through the, the crowds and, like, mm -hmm. be in different sections and everything. So it was a really cool experience. Um, and, yeah, so this is, this, is this is what happened after, this is what happened after the play. Saw a play at a brewery And it really blew my mind At a tab, but they covered it Cause I play there all the time Said goodnight, didn't know I left An important thing behind I left my debit card at the bar Thirty miles down the highway, jamming tunes and feeling fine. 
I pulled up to the cookout in a long, slow-moving line. Still I waited and ordered. How could I have been so blind? Left my debit card at the bar. Reached for my wallet, but there was nothing there. Hand down my pocket, but all I felt was air. Looked through the glove box, I really had no cash. So I rolled my window up, put my head down, and I hauled ass. Screw, screw, screw. Made it home, crawled into bed, threw the covers on my face. Lying there with my shattered pride and a stomach full of rage. Tried my best just to let it go, but I could not turn the page. I left my debit card at the bar. La 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 been decided I had to make this right. Put on my jacket, threw away my frown. I grabbed a 20 on the table and I'm McDonald's bound. Bada ba ba ba. Now I'm munching on my Big Mac and I'm watching Family Guy. Still annoyed about my debit card, but at least I've got some fries. Gonna take a little road trip tomorrow and laugh about the time. I left my debit card at the bar. Yes, I did now. I left my debit card at the bar right behind the counter. I left my debit card at the bar. <laughs> you seem to go to a lot of uh, funnier songs when you do. I noticed that in your repertoire that you have is a lot of up cheeky kind of songs. Do you just like oh, doing yeah. funny songs? Yeah. It's like a, a gear. It's either like hilarious or like mean or it, whatever it is, it's very, right? It's going to be very funny or very sad or very inspirational. <laughs> Intense, no matter which emotion you're, you're pulling from. You could send that to McDonald's and let them get you a sponsor. So they're playing your song over the, as their there ad. <laughs> and songwriter, if you don't know, you can make a lot of money that way. For real. I had no idea that um, Barry Manilow wrote a lot of like famous uh, jingles. Have you ever seen that movie, uh, Demolition Man? Have you seen Demolition Man where that's what they did is jingles or like that? That's oh. like their whole radio station now was jingles? Yeah. I love that stuff. I didn't know Barry Manilow wrote that either. So tell everybody then, like, when you sit down to write a song, because like I said, like you said, it's funny or it's just emotion. What kind of um, what kind of process do you go through? Um, process. Well, I guess I try to ask myself, what am I? What is the main goal? What am I trying to say 
here. Um, a song can start from anything. It could be a prompt. It could be, you know, maybe I have a cool bridge idea and it's orbiting the sun that is the main idea of the song. But it's always like my main goal to try to get in there and see like what is, what is the main idea. And then you get maybe these characters or this, this storyline, especially if you're making up a song that is not like based on a true story. You try to say, okay, what is the, the main character? What is the singer feeling? You know, is there a movement along the story, like from the first verse to the second verse? And then you always want it to be hooky, especially like for, for stuff that I write. Like it's got to keep my attention before I pick up my phone and, and record the voice memo for the first, you know, pass or, or something. I try to keep it hooky. I try to keep it catchy. And I try to make sure I know what that main idea of the song is. Yep. And that's, then, that's a... um, so I, I play keys and I know like it's, it's different for everybody. Some people like um, percussionists, right? They, they have to start with a drum beat and that's mm -hmm. how they get started. Um, other people have to have to have their guitar and start playing some chords. Um, for me, it's usually just, you know, um, it's almost always pure melody. So if I hear something in my head, I could put together a full song before touching the keys. Okay. And that's so that's this, cool. This debit yeah. card song, um, I pretty much thought of the melody mm -hmm. before touching the keys, and I just sort of worked it out. Okay, this chord is going to go with that that melody note. And you mentioned earlier the uh, the five for five group. That sounds like so much fun. I love stuff like that. I may sign up. Send me the links. I'll sign up for it. I like doing yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Um, so they meet every couple of months. It's absolutely free. And there's no pressure um, to write for all five days. You can write as much or as little as you want. You can mm -hmm. always just save the prompts and, and write to them, you know, when you have uh, when you have time. But we finished the, the latest challenge um, last week. Okay. So, There'll probably be another one in early 2022, but it's good to go ahead and join um, so that you're ready and have all the info for the next one. Is it like an online thing or is it like an actual meetup? Um, purely online. Yeah. Okay. Every um, day, um, the writer or the, the creator is in um, Nashville. So I think six o'clock Eastern Standard Time is when you'll get the post every day. Mm -hmm. And you try, you know, within 24 hours. But, you know, you can post um, the the songs whenever you finish them. Okay. See, and I think I think for songwriters, too, that's, that's good practice because when you're writing songs, a lot of times, and I tell this to everybody that I'll talk to, is it's better to write together with somebody. Co-writing is like in Nashville. That's like a must. You get to Nashville, you're co-writing on day one. And... I know a lot of songwriters have problems with doing that because, I mean, this is your baby. This is your song. You're, you're afraid to, to let somebody else tell you how to write it, but it helps. I mean, just sitting here listening to you talk about how you write songs and, and mel like melody's always been the hardest thing for me. Stories, I can do stories all day long. Guitar picking, I've gotten a lot better, but the melody has always been one of the things that I've missed, kind of missed, I've missed on. And that's, I think, more of lack of uh, musical studying like like you do all the musical stuff and just not understanding it but like you put words and i can put i can put your story all day so I, I think that helps play off each other when you have somebody like yourself who does melody or somebody who's good with songs or good with the percussions they got a good rhythm and i think a good 
um, and I do this with a song I like challenges too, is take a song that you write and let somebody else sing it. You want to hear what you want to hear it different. Let somebody else sing it. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's one of the highest compliments you can give another musician to sing their song. And it's such an amazing feeling um, mm-hmm. to experience that. I played um, a show with a friend of mine, Lynn Koontz. And, um, you know, we, we did some cover songs. We, we kind of went back and forth playing our originals. Um, but we sort of had this idea to, um, we'd each sing one of our, one of, uh, each other's songs and we wouldn't play it for each other until the actual event. And it was just such an amazing moment from both ends to, to play that song for her for the first time and have her experience that. But then also to hear her play my song for mm-hmm. the first time and just experience that. It's, it, it's a beautiful, it's a, beautiful, a really beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I do. Right now, I'm actually putting a collaboration album together where I'm writing and letting other people sing it. And I was thinking of you, I was like, I would love to have William sing one of my songs, but I'm sitting there thinking, like, what do I have that that I could even give you? Because your style is, in your voice, I mean, it's so great. I'm like, what would I give him? What kind of, what kind of, because you do pop. That's kind of your poppy, your poppy vibe. Have you ever done like a straight ballad or, or anything like that or, or even rock? Oh yeah, um, I think that uh, the thing with pop is that it's so versatile, mm-hmm. and so many other genres like spill into pop. Um, ballads, for sure, love really, really love ballads, and I mean that doesn't get popular than a pop ballad. So yeah, for sure. If you're in for it, I have I'll I'll send you a song and see if you want to sing it. Awesome. I'd love for you to sing on it. Uh-huh. Now, right now, I'm, I'm starting to hear, like, the hum of my system. Mm-hmm. Is that coming through on the mic? Mm-mm, I don't hear that. I, my, my, my little girl just walked in. With her, her and my wife went grocery shopping. <laughs> nope. See, I don't hear that on your end, so this, okay. this is working out great. <laughs> nope, there she is. Hey, Shy. You want to say hi to William? She wanted to meet you. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I liked your Alicia Keys song. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. That was a, a true story, and um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty funny. I'm glad that I can laugh about it now. It was really um, embarrassing when it actually happened. She's still 12. <laughs> well, I love those kinds of songs, um, or writing those to those memories. Um, like the debit card song was one of those. You mm-hmm. know, you just make a complete fool of yourself and you feel like you know you, you just look for that light that light in the tunnel to that horrible feeling is like one day you're gonna look back on it and laugh and writing a song kind of making fun of yourself um can help to get you there faster i think yeah i, I like funny songs and i think they're hard they're like ballads people do i think a lot of songs do them because they're easier to play because you like oh good i don't have to go fast and play but I like I like the funnier songs. Like I remember listening to Ray Stevens when I was growing up, and uh, Weird Weird Al. I mean, they just they take these songs oh, and yeah, it's so Weird funny. <laughs> he real, does not I, get I, enough credit. He is actually a really good singer. He is a genius, and yeah, he does have an amazing voice. I mean, to be able to sing 
all of these different songs and styles and genres and then just make it so incredibly funny. You would think that these were the originals that, mm -hmm. that he's singing. Um, I think that was sort of one of my earliest, um, like along the path to my songwriting. Because um, in elementary school, I was obsessed with like rhyming words. And I would just rhyme and I'd have these long poems that made no sense, but they rhymed. And so that was sort of like the building block for that. And then someone um, played Weird Al for me and I realized, oh, cool. So I can take songs and like write my own words to them and make it funny. And so uh, I started doing that for a while. And my social studies teacher in middle school said, that's going to be your career. You're going to um, be the, the, one of the people that make those like educational songs that go along with the workbooks. Mm -hmm. um, I was so excited for that. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be my, it's going to be my career. And then through choir and, you know, um, learning more piano and everything, um, songwriting eventually found its way there. That, now, have you, the, she was talking about the Alicia Keys song, right? Because the one in church, that, like, that was one of the fun, again, one of the funnier ones that, that you did. Um, what is the favorite song that you've written? What's your, that what it, basically what's one of the, your favorite songs that you've written oh man um it is tough do, do you mean like favorite in terms of like the funny favorite song just your favorite in general that you would you would play every every time you go out and play that you just love so much that you're gonna play it whether it's happy or sad it doesn't doesn't matter what's your favorite song that you do well one i don't know if it's my favorite but i definitely do it at every gig um, and people have come to to love it. It, it is a bit of a, a silly song, and it's um, about how I used to spend my Friday nights. <laughs> it's uh, it's called Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that one in the um, the competition, Georgia versus North? I, I think I heard it. Yeah. to that random bottle of um, liquor that's in your freezer that's been there for several months. When you're out of all the good stuff, but you don't feel like making a, a beer run or anything. Yeah. When I was uh, younger, before I met my wife, or actually when I met my wife, I was working at a, a strip club in Atlanta. I was like one of the door guys. And so yeah. they told me, he said, all right, when you go get the liquor for the behind the bar, you cannot let the girls go with you. Don't let them trick you or do anything to get the keys. You keep the keys to yourself. So, so I could re totally relate to that. That just made me think of that job that when I worked there for so many years ago. <laughs> now, do you get to do you get to do music full time? Yes. Good. My my day job is um, playing the the live cover music gigs, okay. but it gives me you know my days and a lot of extra time to you know write go write collaborate and and do all that stuff and i guess the dream of dreams would be to be a professional well i mean i guess i am technically but you know to be like a hit songwriter right. that person that stands behind the artist when they accept the the grammy for the song of the year see and, and you're like i said you're a good songwriter but i think you're also a great singer i think that's 
if I was like, if you were pitching me your song, and I'm like, all right, I'm sitting listening to it. As soon as I hear you sing, I'm like, I got to pass. That guy sings better than I do. There's no, there's no way for me to beat that. <laughs> I, I heard you do the Adele, and I mean, Adele is hard to do when yes. you're on that radio station. And you just, I mean, you kind of got a Stevie Wonder vibe. I know you probably get that Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson kind of vibe. And you sit there and just did that, and it was like, wow, that was just amazing. I, why would I? Why would I take your music when you should be doing your music, right? <laughs> Well, no. I mean, you never know. Uh, I think when I first started going to the writing circles, I always said, you know, I just want to be the guy behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I'm, my day job is being the performer, being the, the singer, and I've released, you know, nine or ten songs to, to Spotify. So I don't want to rule it out. Um, it's my dream for now, but who right. knows? Well, I think songwriters have more of a longevity. I mean, I'm I'm 44 years old, so for me, the being in the spotlight is kind of gone. But it's more like the songwriters. You could you can be 80, 90 years old and still write music. It's like here, here's a great song. Go sing it. You know. That's true. You, you see the husky going back and forth. <laughs> but I'll say, like it's it's never it's never too late. So, right. you know. Well, because my band's called Yes, Ma'am. It stands for Middle Aged Men. So that's what the MAM stands for. <laughs> so, so all the stuff that goes with being an artist, you know, um, being, I don't know, uh, your image, what you do, um, and all the other things that, I mean, it, it's so much more than the music. And mm-hmm. I feel like when you, when you watch like the Netflix docs or the documentaries about artists, it's like, that seems to be like their biggest complaint. All the things that came along with like making their music. If it could just be making the music that they want to make in a vacuum, I don't think they'd have any complaints. So who influenced you? I meant to ask that earlier. What kind of uh, artist influenced you? Well, um, you know, uh, big Stevie Wonder fan. Um, grew up on the Spinners and the Temptations. And Smokey Robinson, my parents would play those records all all the time uh, growing up. And I was just fascinated by, I think it was the, the Delphonics singer. Okay. Love on a two-way street. Is that, is that the Delphonics? I think so. Yeah. I think so. And then, um, Eddie Kendricks was like the, the falsetto singer in The Temptations. Mm-hmm. And just that, that really high voice, I was always inspired by that. And then I think just growing up, you know, listening to like that, that mainstream pop. And my parents got me a lot of um, film soundtracks. So that was even more pop. Um, like, you know, the Jimmy Neutron soundtrack, the Pokemon soundtrack, Rugrats in Paris and all that. And, um, you know, that was, they, they thought that they were cool when they were giving me the, the film soundtracks. And so I wore those things out. Um, yeah. And I think, now that I'm older, like I, I'm a sucker for a really good ballad um, or a stripped down version of a pop song or when the artist does the, the stripped or the acoustic version of their their hit song mm-hmm. and like uh, into tonics, the chord changes and how they're just able to do all that cool stuff with their their voices. I'm a, a sucker for that for, for sure. Aha just did one. Uh, they did their take on me and they stripped it down and slowed it down and it made it almost sad. <laughs> I mean, it was so good. It was, it was funny because they're like they're older, like the older generation. So the they got the fifty, sixty year old ladies there, and you could just see it's like it just 
they're all googled eyed watching them and they take this song and their song and slowed it down and it was amazing to listen to it's on youtube i think i have to you see if you can find there's, it there's some really good songs out there that just have really good bones on mm-hmm. them you can speed them up you can slow them down you can change the arrangement you can do all this another one like that is um neil sadaka and someone had uh, uh brought it up to me um breaking up is hard to do because mm-hmm. there's a nice little poppy daba daba down daba do down down but then like you hear like his like jazzy um piano arrangement of it where it's like slowed down and like both are just so good yeah and to be able to do that with the same lyrics and the same essentially the same melody is just it blows my mind it's music music ship that's not the word musicianship i don't know the word it's but yes <laughs> well let's get one more song out of you um because like I said, I like this. We'll get one more song, and then I have a question to ask all the guests at the end. So I'll ask you the question in a little bit. But uh, what song you want to do for your last one? Um. Well, we did some funny ones. How about uh, a sadder one, like a uh, still? Sure. It's it's, on, um, it's it's one of my release songs, and currently my most streamed song on Spotify. Still, still, still got a hold on me. 
Tell the story behind the song. You know, there's really not much to it. It's just uh, that that pretty standard um, breakup and wish that our, you know, perplexity of, gosh, why am I rambling? Um, that just kind of, that, that breakup feeling where you just can't understand how the other person is, has moved on and that they've still got a hold on you. That's that's good. I, like I said, you're, I love your songwriting. I love your singing. So tell everybody where they can find you at, William, all your social media, all the places that, that you're at. All right. So the main hub is williamneesmith.com. It's got my calendar of events, so you can see when I'm playing in your neck of the woods. It's got links to all of my social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, because when you're, when you're an artist and a songwriter, you kind of have to be on all the things. Mm-hmm. Um so links to all my social media stuff is there. And I release original music to Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, you know, wherever you stream it or download music. Um, and you can find it all at williamneesmith.com. Now, you mentioned social media. We kind of touched on it earlier. Do you have uh, one that works maybe the best for you? Um, I like uh, Instagram. And okay. then I like that you can put links, actual links on Facebook. I probably see the most engagement though on Instagram. Yeah, it's weird how they did that. I don't know why they don't, because you have to put it like in the bio. Like each, yeah. I have to change my bio each time I do the countdown because I put the new poll up there. Like I'll replace <laughs> and put the website until it's done, and then I put the new poll. But I got to do it every single time. There's got to be yeah. a better way. Um, if you do, you might want to try like a link tree. I have I have a link tree too. Yeah. So, but see, it changes it, it, because it changes each week. Because when I do it, I have to make a new poll and then come to the new link. So it's still changing it. So it's just easier to put the website there and then take it and maybe just change it. I just got to remember to. I get so sidetracked. Yeah. But another thing that they, a recent update, and I hope that it stays, um, it's like in your stories, you can now put links um, oh. with stories. Okay. So if you make like the new. A new list is out now. Here's a link to it. People can access that link right from your story. I have to try it. I haven't. I haven't seen that. I've know they did that. But but my, my I, son. I, you have to have ten thousand followers. Oh. But now I think anyone can. can okay. Do it. Yeah, my uh, oldest son says that uh, Facebook is for old people anyway. That's what he tells me. <laughs> I love the Facebook scroll. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so. I ask all the guests, we've been talking for about an hour, so we know a lot about you. So what I do is uh, I want to know a hidden talent. What don't we know about William? Oh, let's see. A hidden talent. I wish I had some, like, freaky trick or... Well, I used to make, like, the boondoggle keychains mm-hmm. like, uh, with the craft lace, but that's, like, a visual 
and that's not really a in, oh another visual talent is like I can pop my eyes out okay Go ahead. I mean not like like Boy. like out of the <laughs> or anything but like, you know oh. <laughs> you can I, see like they, they definitely like bold out a little bit more I may <laughs> I may make that like your poster picture when I do the uh <laughs> set it up the uh release for the audio i'll put that as your like your profile picture with your eyeballs like pop it out <laughs> or you may be the next version of have you heard where i put that in like have you heard and it's like william's eyes are popping out at you <laughs> so i've had a fun i've had fun william this has been really fun really really awesome i'm, I'm thank you for coming on the show I mean, I, I've had a, I've had a blast. This, I mean, I, like I, said, I met you. I've been wanting you to come on since we did the the countdown, and like, the, or not the countdown, but the uh, Georgia versus North Carolina. This year, this year we're doing Georgia versus Kentucky, and last year you guys set the bar really high. I mean, re- when I say high, I mean you guys that aren't listening. If you didn't go back in here, and I'm putting videos up now, I'm trying to do it, but my internet's so bad, it takes me literally three hours to upload an eight minute movie. It's just, it's just crazy. So. I'm trying to get all those up so people can see you, but I want people to understand that it, this competition that we did, and I call it a competition because, it, I mean, you got, it was a competition, but it was more for getting to know other songwriters, and I'm glad I got to meet you because you are one of the most talented ones I saw. And, I mean, I hated to put you against Rebecca, but you kind of had the numbers I had, I had to. <laughs> she, she is just so incredible and amazing and, you know, we're going to be hearing a lot more from her too. Mm-hmm. All of them, all of them. And if you want, I will send you a song if you if you are up for singing one of my yeah. songs. And if you ever want to co-write, I like I said I love co-writing. And uh, yeah. shoot me shoot me that information for that group because I will join. I love I love a challenge of co-writing or even writing a song. I was part of a one in here in Georgia. It was a uh, Georgia. They still meet up like once a month, but I hadn't been able to go because I've been busy. It's uh, what is it? The, the meetups, Georgia meetup, Atlanta songwriters club. That's what it was. And you would write a song and then you would play it for somebody and they would critique it live. And, you know, they were pretty nice about it. They didn't like, Oh, that's horrible. Get off the stage. They weren't like that bad. <laughs> but I always try to get a new song each week. Cause that was my goal was like, right. Can I write a new song each week? And I'm going to ask you that. How many songs have you written? I'm, I'm sure it's well over a hundred. Um, and I, I really love joining the, the five and five for that reason. Okay. Um, I mean, just from from there, I think I've been a part of seven challenges since 2020. And that, you know, times five, if you write to each prompt, mm-hmm. that is 35 songs. And um, I'm also a member of uh, a song club where you have to write um, a song every week. And another sort of club well two clubs actually where you're sort of encouraged to write a song every week okay so yeah i think that that'll help to get my my numbers up for sure um i think as a songwriter you know when when you're writing the song you're like well this is going to be the song or this is going to be a hit but it's also about just uh putting the hours in Mm -hmm. you know it's like i like going to the batting cages or going to the gym or or training you know you're, you're getting yourself ready for when you do have the co-write with the big artist or right. you know when you do write that song that you're able to pitch to um sync or or something else you know um so don't get discouraged if every song doesn't um 
you know, leave your your room, right? Um, so to speak. Now, um, you said sync, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Now, do you do you send your songs off to um, to any sync license? Have you tried that yet? Um, sort of. Um, I've had one song uh, where the the co-writers, or one of the co-writers, you know, had a licensing company, mm-hmm. so she already knew the guy the ins and outs and who to submit to. Um, we did get that song placed in a Marvel show, oh, um, nice. Marvel's Runaway, and so it's the reason why I actually get money from BMI every quarter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's pretty fun. I definitely want to learn more about it and um, continue to submit to to things like that. I've watched that Runaway show. I have to see if I can find that song. I hadn't watched it in a while because, like I said, I got busy and they kind of. I don't. I think it's still on Hulu. I have to look. Um, I think it might have been the last. Of the final season. Okay. And there's some kind of ritual that is going on, and it's a long placement. Um, I'm not the I'm not the vocalist in it, but it was very like spooky and 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 vibey going along with that that song. Okay. Writing for Saint is a, is a totally different beast, I think, than writing for like artists mm-hmm. or writing for personal release. You could you have to sort of set the scene or help to set the scene right. with music. Um, Sometimes, you know, there are some sync songs that have no words in them at all or very sparse, you know, because you're you're not the focus of the, the scene in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, and I think that's good advice for people trying to write sync because sync, like you said, is completely different. You want to write more about a moment or not be so specific. Like if you're writing for like a, a songwriter yourself, you got there's Bob and there's Sally and there's there's a story to it would sync it's got to be more generic so that it relates to the scene or it relates to a certain whatever they're looking for at that time and i always thought about it you know a good way maybe to do it is go look like on i like imdb's got the movies coming soon like scroll ahead like a year and look at movie synopsis and it's like i'm gonna write a song about that yeah that that's really smart because you know they're probably still looking for music for the trailers and mm. even if it's not going in the actual movie but uh which it might but um you know at minimum like for the trailers right and it gets you and it gets you practice writing stuff too it helps you write st- write a story that you don't know anything about right yeah i will i will let you go William. we've been talking for a while and again i, I want to thank you for coming on the show and thank you thank you for having me i had a blast tell everybody one more time where they can find you at all right, uh, Okay, And you're on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, right? All that stuff, yeah. WilliamNeesmith.com has links to all my social media, my calendar of live events so you can see when I'm playing near you, and I release original music to Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. All that information is at WilliamNeesmith.com. Okay, and I'm going to uh, also what I, t- I give the guest is let me write this down so I don't forget is um, – one of the, at the end of the song, like we've heard you play live, which is what I always do for podcasts. I love doing that. But if you want, I could put one of your finished songs at the end of the podcast too. Okay. Um, when is it going to air? Uh, it will be. Um, there's one in front of you. So uh, Melody Kaiser is releasing tomorrow, uh, okay. and then I've got an album re- review with uh, stunt doubles, and then you'll be up. So it will be. It won't be next Tuesday, but it should be the following. In like two weeks. Okay, so today is the sixth. Um, looking at the twenty-first, just in time for Christmas. Just in time. Um, so deck bottles might okay. work out for that. Perfect. 
I put it. Let me write that down so I don't forget. I've got if my you need home. an MP3, I can send you that too. Just uh, okay. Got your home. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll use it. Like I said, like, you can send me MP3 if you want, or I can just pull from Spotify. That's what I've got like a Spotify premium, so I can put it in my Anchor app. It'll drag it in. Maybe get you a few pennies to the dollar. Oh. <laughs> and I wasn't I wasn't sure. Um, sometimes when I've had when I've been like the featured song of like a, a podcast, they'll request a wave or an MP3. Yeah, see, I'm lucky that I I, I use Spotify Premium and Anchor is like works together with them. That way I can just drag it in, but otherwise I can't. So, yeah, that works. But if you're not on Spotify, then yeah, you usually got to send me a, an MP3 so I can get it in. Yeah, it, it sounds great. I actually know um, Sadie Rock, and yeah. I, I saw, I heard some of um, that episode, and the music sounded really great. And I'm like, he is pulling that, you know, directly. Mm -hmm. And that that's amazing that that's coming from Spotify. Yeah, because we... Not yeah, we had to do it that way. And again, it was a Zoom. We tried to do Riverside, and it wouldn't work for some reason. It was one of those things that it again the audio would would drag. So I was like, okay, I'll just I'll just pull it from Spotify. I'll just cut it, put it in Spotify, and then I can like splice up the the episodes. Yes. So, but again, thank you again, William, for coming on, and I'll send you that song here in a few minutes. And on everybody, that was William Neesmith. If you hadn't heard of him. Uh, you need to because, like I said, he's one of the most talented songwriters that I've ever met, and performers too, brother. I mean, you just—it blew me away to sit there and watch you play, and then like you did a song and uh about your—I think your choir director for your choir director—and it was really sad, and you just you broke down doing it, and I mean, I'm I'm 44 year old, old. my kids haven't saw me cry, but they came pretty damn close right there. That that just a feeling. I mean, it was such an emotional song. And to make me feel that, damn you, you made me feel something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, that that one really strikes a chord because it's just, you know, and it was, it was sort of, uh, it was really sudden um, mm -hmm. with, with her passing. And it, there's just, I don't know what it is, but I mean, she was just really one of those people that um, early on just encouraged that, um, that love that I have now for music. And I don't know where I'd be um, without her. And just playing that song is like a, ooh, it's like a landmine. <laughs> just trying not to, not to, to, to get through it all the time. Like mm -hmm. that, it, it, it gets me a lot when I perform that. Yeah, well, she should be, she's proud of you. So, thank you, William. I'll let you go. I hear my, my wife and him cooking, so she's probably going to drag me in in a minute. <laughs> but I'll release this like in a couple of weeks. And uh, do what, Diana? Uh, okay, you made oh Gibson made my that's my twin my son Gibson, you met his twin sister earlier, so thank you okay. again William. We'll uh, talk to you later.